Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Down the Back of the Sofas, the podcast with Stephen Russ that embraces everything, not only the shiny new penny you found, but also the half-chewed toffee covered in fluff. Din, 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 din. two friends who have known each other for 10 years and realised we do go on a bit about our geekdom and thought let's record ourselves when it happens and here we are. Hello Russ how have you been since the last time we spoke? Yeah I've been well thanks Steve, not too bad at all I'm quite excited about what we're going to be covering in this episode of, of another special um, yeah so yeah, I'm good and, and yourself? Good, yeah yeah yeah. I've been fine, I've been fine, I must admit I've been doing quite a bit of research on this because I, I do like these movies. Good um just to let you know that you know there's going to be spoilers all the way through for every single movie that we're going to talk about today because today is the terminator special yes Let's get started, shall we, with The Terminator. Now, this was called The Terminator. It's the only film in the series to use the at the start. It was uh, released in 1984, when Schwarzenegger was a sprightly 37. Uh, the budget was just $6 million, but it made $78 million at the box office. So Money. it was a bit, a bit of a smash. Money. Um, the story is a human soldier is sent from 2029 to 1984 to stop an almost indestructible cyborg killing machine sent from the same year, which has been programmed to execute a young woman whose unborn son is the key to humanity's future salvation. It was directed by a... Oh, don't Who is this? James... Cameron, never heard no, of him. No idea. No, 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 must literally one of those B movies, straight in the bargain bin bucket. Got I be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the music was by Brad Fidel, which is absolutely stunning, yes, iconic. You know, the, the theme, the theme to Terminator is just brilliant. Yeah. The robot effects were done by Stan Winston, in- industry veteran. Uh, well, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean the the cast. If you think you've got... So you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. Linda Hamilton's as Sarah Connor with a pretty bad 80s hairdo, I must yeah. admit. Uh, you've got Michael Bean as Carl Reese as a resistance fighter. You've got Lance Henriksen as uh, Vokovic. Uh, El Bowen as Dr. Silberman. And um, sort of coming up in the first part of the film, you've got Bill Paxton as the punk with the tie tracks across his face. Yeah. And uh, also, there's a there's a little bit of um, Franco Colombo, which is one of Schwarzenegger's old pumping iron mates. He um, pops up as a future Terminator. He's the one who's uh, in one of Kyle's flashbacks. He's he comes through obviously where they're where they're living and, and trying to survive oh. at the time. And he's, you can see his yeah, eyes are all lit I did up. not know that. He's he's that's Franco Colombo. They were the yeah. best of friends. They were, and uh, fortunately, Franco passed away. I think it was either it was this early this year, I, I believe. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they were really close. Because he, he, he's also in uh, the Running Man. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of the people that are um, uh, dealing with the, the TV show. Oh, and he's got a little little uh, couple of lines in nice. it. It's quite good. So it's nice to see <laughs> him come up. Um, this was this film was the first. Uh, I, I I was too young. I mean, I, I didn't go to the cinema to see this. Um, Would have been allowed to. When it came out. It was. <laughs> it was an eighteen. <laughs> Uh, it's a 15 now, which is kind of weird because they've they've put it down. But uh, this was the first film I ever 
had on VHS I bought was that it, for for a movie obsessed person the movie collection I had this was the very first film I owned on VHS that's interesting I can't remember the first film I brought I'm kind of thinking it might have been First Blood but yeah I was far too young to go to the cinema to this uh, I'm not giving me age away but I was a young young lad he was a prancing gazelle <laughs> well, I don't think I've ever been that Steve <laughs> Yeah, we had. I mean, right at the start, literally seeing the 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 future war. I mean, the the special effects today, I, I think still hold up. They look good. Um, you've got a little bit of stop motion, obviously, with with the robot and stuff, and the future war scenes are obviously not as good as what you see in in T two, but they're just they are good. And and just sort of, you know, what comes up, you know, you've got this lovely little paragraph the machines rose from the ashes of the nuclear fire their war to exterminate mankind had raged for decades but the final battle would not be fought in the future it would be fought here in our present tonight and that's when the music starts kicking in and you've got those wonderful titles uh it's a shame uh, bradford l he obviously did the music for t2 but then that was it he's he's literally come away from the whole hollywood scene he was invited back for some of the some of the sequels and said no. Strange. And um, it, it's a real shame. It's feel, it's, but, even though the, the, the main Terminator theme, I don't know if it goes into all of the Terminators, but I, don't, I definitely know it's, it's prevalent in Dark Fate. Um, I'm not sure, I can't remember about Genesis, but I know it's definitely used in Dark Fate. I, th- I think it is used, even if it's like oh, the, the, the credits music yes. and stuff like that, it's used in every film. I'm pretty sure it is. But And like, looking at the uh, cast because... as well, sorry to interrupt you, but that's the majority of them, for me, they're, they're unknowns. Oh, all right, okay, Arnie had a couple of films out, but before I saw The Terminator, I, didn't, I hadn't seen any of these actors in anything else. Like, oh, that was the, this was the first film that I'd seen Arnie in. I didn't see... You know, none of his previous films. Um, well, he'd, he'd done Conan. Yeah, that, that was, that it, was he, it. He'd come. He, this he, he got us on the back of Conan, where he was offered the the Carl Reese. Uh, he was offered the hero's part, ah. uh, and he and he said, "No, I'm more interested in the in the robot ah. side." And thank God he did, because this that cliche of the rest is history. Because this was so iconic that if you imagine. 1984 to 2019, he's still playing the same character. Yeah, yeah he made the right choice. Right at the start, you've got that nice bit where he he obviously comes through in the time bubble, and um, you know you just got those three those three <laughs> idiots <laughs> washed day tomorrow, nothing clean, right? That's <laughs> not for a while. Um, I, I still don't get what Bill. Pa- I, I don't know. It's Bill. Bill I can't say that. Bill Paxton's face been run over. Yeah, he's got tired tracks. Something's happened to him. Uh, oh, I, oh, seriously, I think that sort of sets it up because you're, you're seeing three against one, and, and the fact that he literally takes them all out. I mean, pulling one's heart out. Yeah. And and the fact that I, I don't know what's more shocking is the fact that you know we wasn't ready for that in 1984, or the fact that their clothes actually fitted on, uh, which I think is a bit of a surprise. Yeah, yeah that, no <laughs> way. Yeah. Is it? Hang on a minute. <laughs> um, the bit where uh, Carl Reese comes through. Oh, I always wondered the fact that the Terminator is obviously there. He's kneeling. He, you know, he, he yeah, he comes in all nice and cool, doesn't he? He does. But what? You know, why does Carl come like that? And to be honest with you, it's not until Genesis actually answers that question. But we'll get to right. that, and that's why. Right. And um, there's obviously a bit there with with Carl when he asked the. The copper, you know, what day? May the twelfth, Thursday. Yeah. Well, it's not. If you look at the calendar, May the twelfth for nineteen eighty four is a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> just a little, just a little thing there. Um, you've got the lovely uh, Dick Miller, who was the the shop clerk who, um, who who passed away literally in January two thousand nineteen, so not too long ago. With that wonderful, I mean, you literally, he's hes only in it for a few seconds, but it's that wonderful scene where Arnold's asking for, you know, a phase plasma rifle yeah. in the what range. And and the most iconic, you know, Uzi name millimeter yeah. 
it's just the way he asks for yeah. it. And, and, and the guy gets so excited because he's selling so many guns. He's, he's like, <laughs> I'm going to close up early today. <laughs> <laughs> what he didn't realise was he's going to close up early. <laughs> I mean, that actor, he's a lovely bloke. I mean, he's he's in. Um, he was in Gremlins 1 and 2. He was in... Uh, it, it, funny enough, he started and was found by Roger Corman. Oh. Who we've talked about previously with... Battle Beyond the yeah. Stars, and the fact he he starred in a lot of his films, and that's how he got to be got to be known, and then starred in most of Joe Dante's films, his Inner Space, Gremlins, Explorers, The Burbs, Small Soldiers. He's been in the lot, right. but again, it's that little scene that sets up the fact that the Terminator doesn't no. care. He, There's no he's feelings. Just, he does. He's, he's there yes. to do a job, and that's that. Exactly, and uh, the next scene is obviously because he, he's. Uh, He's looking for Sarah, so he's looking at the phone book. Yeah, and there's like three, and three and he, Sarah Connors come up. Yeah. yeah, and he draws up outside this house and runs over a toy truck. Now, that toy truck is an exact replica of the truck that is at the end of the film. Oh, is it? There's a little hint there, the fact that that's the one that he's chasing down Sarah oh, Connors awesome. at the end of the that's film. Awesome. <laughs> All these little things I'm finding out that I didn't know. That's just great. I love it. I love it. Um... As, uh, also, as well, is the fact that um, as, as he's walking into the house to that first that first woman, the dog's barking at yeah. him. And, of course, that's what they say, dogs yeah, don't like Terminator. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're worried about a Terminator coming to get you, get yourself a dog. Oh, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got, actually, an interesting fact as well. Go for it. So, at various times, you'll see the Terminator through the Terminator's eyes, and there's all this code coming up on screen. Yeah, yeah. That is actually the the Commodore sixty four, which was an old computer back in the eighties. Um, most of the games, or all the games, were written in a language called Assembler. It's still a language of today, but it was like called like the quickest language on that computer. And the code that comes up in front of the Terminator's eyes is actually Commodore sixty four Assembler code. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. Would it be like? It, it, well, it's quite funny now with when you with, when we get to Genesis, it's the fact that you know it, Genesis is like an operating yeah. system, so iOS, it's all in the cloud kind of thing, you isn't know, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, the the bits stand out to me. I mean, this when you watch it now, all right, the hair, the music, which I love, by the way, it really it does date it. Yeah, but that bit in tech noir the music in that with the slow motion where she knocks over the drink you know as she's picking it up the Terminator looks cross everybody's dancing in slow motion (laughs) which you have to do to these 80s songs like that (laughs) for those that can't see because I can see Steve is doing a wonderful dance at the minute Um, and I've, I've got the CD somewhere because you can you can buy the soundtrack, but that's more that it's all the it's, it's Brad Fidel's music rather than the the eighties cheesy rock music. Yeah. Uh, but you can get that separately, um, and and I've got that, and it is so funny putting that on sometimes just hearing that music. Um, I like that scene though because like it's not obvious where Carl uh, Reese is to start off with. It's like like you know all these people standing up at the bar and everything. It's like okay, the Terminator's there, but you know. Where's Reese? And uh, it's... Well, not, not only that, you're because um, he's followed her, doesn't he? You don't he? know who he is. You, you don't know if he's also after yeah. her. Well, because um, yeah, because she knows that someone's after killing or after anyone named Sarah Connor, and he's waiting outside Technoir, and he's kind of following her, and she goes in because she thinks that he's kind of like there to kill kill her, um, which isn't the case at all. By the way. By the way, the the bit with the string, with the uh, shotgun, yeah. that's picked up from Terminator Salvation. Oh, is it? So Carl Reese, when he was younger, was meant to have learnt that right. from Marcus because he does that. But we'll we'll get to that when we get to that film. So there's all these little bits that do actually cross over. Yeah. Obviously, with the, with <laughs> again with the slow motion, you've got the sounds of the the guns cocking. You know, dung dung, and the metal going again, yeah. and it's all it's all done right up to that bit where, you know, it, he just lets rip with that shotgun and put, and he goes through a plate glass window, yeah. which again is replicated in Terminator Two. 
Yep. You've then got that most, the most iconic phrase of come with me if you want to yeah. live. Uh, yeah. Which I'm happy to say, being the, the ultimate geek that I am, I actually got Michael Bean to write in my Terminator book. Nice. Come, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> And I nearly cried when he did it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know whether he would. And I'm, oh, you know, would you mind doing it? He went, yeah, of course I will. And he's right. I've got, oh my god. What's he like as a anyway, like? Yeah, you know, like... he was really nice, but he was really tired. Yeah. Now he looks it. Uh, he yeah, he, he's obviously had a few problems. Um, I'm not too sure whether it, what that was, but he fell out of the Hollywood mm. side, and. Um, there's something I'm going to talk about next episode, which is the Alien Three by um, William Gibson, and there's an audio book, and these people, the, the characters are back in it, and he's actually in that, oh. and you can still hear in his voice that he's not a hundred percent, and it's a real shame because he he you know making this film and Aliens and and um, the Abyss, the Abyss the and yeah. He, he's an awesome actor and it's just a shame that either he you know a bit like Burt Reynolds he was offered parts and he turned them down or things just happened and the you know the planets weren't aligned, aligned right mm. and didn't give him his chance he never got to the superstardom that I think he deserved yeah I agree yeah I agree on that he's you know all of his characters re- are really good I mean the, the, his abyss character is yeah. awesome because he plays such a <laughs> <laughs> such a baddie <laughs> um, yeah the you got that iconic come with me if you want to live. Um, and we get to see the Terminator keep coming back at that point because he's been shot. He rises up. He just lets rip with the Uzi. Uh, he was mentioned in Soldier of Fortune magazine for his the way he expertly handled and changed magazines. Uh. They gave him an honorary mention in that because um, he put a lot of work into the training of it. There's also a scene where he's he he punches through the windscreen because he they're, they're escaping they're reversing in the yeah. car and he's running after them and jumps and he's and it's a slow motion bit of of him punching through the windscreen and I, I remember seeing a making of that 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 was a real windscreen that they used a piston with a hand oh, like a fist nice. to go through because they needed the windscreen and they needed the car for the chase sequences afterwards so they that's why they wanted to keep it real plus it's a budget thing you know you only need to do that once you can still keep the same car you haven't got to keep changing it so that that was quite interesting with the fact of how a very quick scene like that took a hell of a lot to set up and the logistics of just being able to do it with a real windscreen the um there's a uh, policeman again who after this chase sequence, um, he pushes up against a car and it head, makes him headbutt, headbutt the car. Uh, and then he drives off in his car. The policeman was also the writer of Terminator. Oh, really? And, and he, Yeah, and he helped James Cameron. And he's also the chappie who's taking the pictures in Terminator 2 when he comes through the windscreen. It comes through the plate glass window right. again. Uh-huh. And so you can see, if you, if you look at those two, you can see it's the same oh, person. Nice. I'd like to mention that I do like the fact that at one point Arnie's got no eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> you can clearly see they've been covered up with makeup, but it's just got like oh. by bulging eyes, you know, but because um, they get burnt off. It's, yeah, because that's, that's after he fixes himself, yeah. really, cause it is that, and that's such a great scene. The fact well, in the that bathroom, he, he takes his eye out as well. And he's, yeah. Oh, and he's screwdriver like, just... in his arm, and he's like twisting it backwards and forward. <laughs> but again, that... that that was a practical thing with the fact that that's why he had the glasses because his his glasses is an infiltration yeah. he needs to blend in yeah. all right he's looking a bit pasty now because his skin's dying but he he that's why he wears the glasses as cool as it is there's a reason for it yeah. and i think that loses that a little bit in the in the later films mm. um but also there's that again that that very iconic bit where you've got two people in a car and you need to get out the exposition of what the story is. And the fact that he says, and just lays it right out, Carl Reese says, Terminator's an infiltration unit, part man, part machine, underneath a hyper-ally combat chassis, microprocessor controlled, fully armoured, very tough, but outside it's living human tissue, flesh, skin, hair, blood, grown for the cyborgs. Literally, it says it all. With the fact that you, you, you just cannot tell 
and you know until it's too late yeah. basically yeah. so the the police station shootout a lot of people have said that's like you playing a game and then coming back to do a lower level <sighs> when you're a much higher yeah. gamer because yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. obliterates all of them all. and the interesting fact well not interesting fact but the bit i like about that is that we'll get onto this in a bit but one of my favorite characters in the first three films dr silberman um just before that all goes down and where arnie's asking where sarah connor is silverman's done for the night and he's walking as arnie's walking in silverman's walking out the other way so he, he doesn't know of what anything that's going on here uh which is quite interesting which when you get onto terminator 2 obviously he knows about the footage and he you know where he doesn't believe any of sarah's story or anything but had he had been in the building then he would have believed he probably would have been dead but he would have believed well, the story. literally before that iconic I'll be back is the fact that his beeper goes off yeah. and he looks down to look at it As Arnie's cut, he and just his doesn't back get to see is, he, face. he doesn't yeah. see him <laughs> I know and you just think oh I mean how lucky he was not to be in that massacre yeah. but literally completely and I love, I love how that happened with the fact that yes he had no idea whatsoever yeah so how clever to like, incorporate that bit into Terminator 2 though I thought that was really really clever very clever very clever uh, of course, she ends up defeating the Terminator, which is really good. But Carl Reese, unfortunately, passes away. Not before impregnating yeah. her, I might add. Uh, in the mo- <laughs> to obviously produce... In the motel scene. Uh, yes. <laughs> before we uh, before we make the uh, plastique. And, uh, but, um, I think at one point yeah. she really does believe that the Terminator is indestructible. You know, especially after they sort of like set the lorry, the, the lorry alight and... Um... You know, they think, oh, yeah, she thinks, oh, we've destroyed him. And, um, you know, she gets up on the off the floor and starts calling out for Carl, and then all of a sudden the Terminator just appears out of the uh, like the wreckage and the and the fire. It, it's in him. He will not stop, no. and, and that's what makes it more... You know, when you get your Jasons and your you know, your Halloweens and and, and your, your sort of Friday the 13th and stuff that keep coming back and coming back, well, no, this is a robot. This is programmed. Yeah. This is... What he's meant that's to do. He's, there to do. he's that's got his one job. thing to yeah. do, and he and he wants to try and and he, and he must do it because it's 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 ones and zeros. Yeah. There's no well, maybe I won't, you know, sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I love this film. It, it, it's it still looks good today. It, I do love it, even though. But I'm going to say it's not my favourite Terminator, but I do love it. It 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 comes as a close second, but it's not my favourite. Mm. I think it's something that you, there's. I'll, I'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, right, shall we move on to Terminator 2 Judgment Day? Yay. I love this film. I went to the cinema. I was old enough to go to the cinema with this one. Um, come out in 1991, but um, I'm sure you've got some more more details for us. Uh, well, yeah, he was 44. Schwarzenegger was 44. Uh, at the time, it had the largest budget ever of 100 million. Not money. That was then. It made 519 million at the box office. At the moment, there's three different versions because you've got the theatrical version, you've got the special edition, and then you've got the ultimate. All coming in at different times. I don't know if I've seen the ultimate. I've seen that. I think the. The ultimate has like the alternate ending and stuff. Yeah, on I don't it. think I've seen that. Uh, I've seen the special edition where you've got you know the the prison, well not the prison scene, like the, the mental institutions scene where Carl Reese is in it as well as like a dream yeah. sequence kind of thing. So I've seen that. I didn't know there was an ultimate edition, so I'm learning things no, all the time. I, did, did I? And I thought there was just a special edition. Yeah. I must admit. Uh, the whole story is a cyborg identical to the one who failed to kill Sarah Connor now must protect her teenage son John Connor from a more advanced and powerful cyborg uh, obviously the T-1000 uh, directed again by this unknown James Cameroon I don't know I don't know who he is um, again Brad Fidel he, he came back to, to do the music which I think is even more iconic than the first yeah, film. You, you know that opening, the, the future war sequence, and then their names against a wall of flame yeah. before it crashes down with Terminator Two Judgment Day is just absolutely brilliant. 
Uh, you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger again, reprising the role as the Terminator. You've got Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor again. You've got Edward Furlong as John Connor. Uh, the great Robert Patrick as the T-1000. Again, Earl Bowen as Dr. Silberman. And Joe Morton as Miles Dyson as like, the main people. Um, One thing we haven't actually covered is... I'm not sure why this is. So, Arnie is known as the T1, sorry, the T800, but he's also known as Cyberdyne yep. Systems Model 101. And none of the other Terminators have a model number other than other than him. Uh, that's true. Well, they've got a model there number. Is, they've got I like think... a, a T number, but they haven't got like a model number, and I don't know why he's got the yeah, two. I, I think it is because he is just 101. He is the Cyberdyne, because that's on his glasses on the on the Terminator yeah. poster. Yeah. Uh, I think in the Terminator 3, he's the T850. Right. Um, not the T800. Uh, so, yeah. It, it, there's a slight difference whether he's, he's just like a, a, a better model. Yeah. But still the same 101. So he still look. I think I think the 101 is like, he looks like odd. Right. That, that's what it's meant to okay. be. Uh, I mean, and, and again, with this film, you've got, Sarah Connor talking about you know three billion lives being lost, and then the foot going through the skull, and then you've got this wonderful future war sequence that really Good, is it? absolutely spectacular. I mean, it just sets the whole thing yeah, up. The, the flying ships and everything. It's just like back in you know nineteen ninety one. And well, if you think about it, it was probably filmed in nineteen ninety. Um, yeah. But yeah. you know James Cameron. What's his, what's his name again? I, I don't know. This guy we've never heard of. <laughs> he's always, he's, you know, in all his films, he's always been a pioneer of new technology. And every film he's brought out, he's always had to design something new, and he's like used his own money to put into was the technology for whatever it is that he needs to do. He's he's always raised the bar, yes. so to speak, with with everything that he's he's, he's got in contact yeah. with. So. Uh, and this is this is obviously blew everybody away because you'd only really seen stuff from um, uh, the abyss, yeah. with the uh, the water sort of creature at the time then, yeah. and uh, the fact of the T one thousand and everything being liquid metal and doing the things that he does. I think they said if you watch the film, you'll see how it becomes better as the film goes on. How they right. they manage to, to, to you know enhance yeah enhance and actually use the technology even as the film was going along to do things better towards the end good, than they did right at the it's start. It's such a cool effect so. though, and um, even today, you know, when you watch T two, you know that that scene when the the the, the, um, the security guard at the the institute, he's like, um, he walks across, he goes by himself a coffee, and he walks across that checkered floor. And he leaves an imprint of himself because you know the T one thousand is laying there, and then they just comes up out of the ground. You know, the effects for that are still they they look really good still. But you got the you got the sound of the coffee, yeah, or the, the coffee, coffee machine coming yeah. out as he's liquefying yeah, 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 behind yeah. him. <laughs> Those two, they, they are two. Yeah, separate I know people, they are the twin brothers. Twins. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I knew that. Yeah. The only the only other film I've ever seen them in though is um, I think it was um, Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, I don't remember him. No. That's the only two I've ever seen him because he walks, he sort of looks over, and when he's been introduced to everybody, when Robin Williams first comes in, he goes, "Oh, they're so and so." He looks at him as if to say, "All right," and he says something funny, and they just like deadpan. <laughs> and it's like, "Yep, okay, <laughs> move along." <laughs> and you got that lovely little uh, biker fight at the beginning, yes. um, and, and of course you got the bad to the bone, yeah. putting the glasses on. Yeah. And when he comes out, That's and really then, then so the, cool. the, the, I think the only guy he hasn't shot comes out, and he says, I can't let you take the man's wheels. <laughs> and he just goes, and he just, <laughs> yeah. just so quick. And then he pulls the sunglasses the out, of out, of his, out of his pocket, because he, he, he didn't have sunglasses at that point, at that point, but the guy who comes out to try and you know, stop him from taking the bite has got the sunglasses in his pocket. That's, that, <laughs> that was great, that was. Uh, also, you've got, I mean... Uh, Robert Patrick as the T-1000 when he's talking to the, the parents and stuff yeah. he is the ultimate what you would call as an infiltration unit he fits you would never guess no. honestly you would never guess until he actually does what he needs to yeah, do because he was an advanced um, unit he had sort of like the personality of the heavy human where you know Arnie was pretty much like straight faced as a Terminator with this Terminator yes. he had more of a humanity feel about him I mean, like they do, like, like like they say in the the special edition, where they change his his chip because he's a, he can then learn, yeah, to be to be to to fit in even better. 
the fact that the T one thousand's already got that. He knows exactly what he's got yeah. to do. Um, when when he's dealing, even the arcade is is quite retro now. Oh, I love it. Yeah, on, um, some of my favourite games that? in there. I was going to say, what is that? Afterburner, the, the, the jet one. That's it. Afterburner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and obviously you've got the the bike going through the aqueduct. You've got that lovely chase sequence. Yeah. I mean, even even the fact that what got me was. Uh, seeing Arnie come out from underneath that that um, car park on the yeah. bike and roaring past, it's like that was Arnie. That was Arnie. Arnold was actually driving there. Yeah. I mean, he he doesn't do the jump, but <clears throat> you know it's great when he comes out and he just goes whips right past the the camera. And I love that scene as well um, where he's like he's shooting behind him at the T one thousand in the truck, and he does that yes. thing with a shotgun where he loads it with one arm. <laughs> I, I love that. I think that's great. It, I think the only time I've seen that is is, is true grit with John Wayne right. <laughs> when he when he twists it. The music with that as well. I, I think the music in Team Terminator Two is very iconic. It doesn't matter if you just listen to the music; you know exactly which part of the yeah. film you were you were actually yeah. watching as well. Very clever. We finally realise that the Terminator Arnold's Terminator is now not here to kill John. He's actually there to protect him, which was a good twist. Yes. Because I don't think, unlike some of the ones we're going to get to. There was nothing really given away in the trailer. No. It, or even at the beginning uh, of the film, really. Not... Well, not only that, we didn't really have the internet as, as much as you know, as much as we do now. So there was there wasn't really that many spoilers. Mm. It was just a case of you you thought he was going to be the same killing machine, yeah. uh, and the fact that he says, "I, I swear I won't kill anyone," <laughs> you know, and then shoots him. It shoots him in yeah. the leg. He'll <laughs> live. The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you got that lovely again that sequence where they're escaping the asylum. And um, you get to the lift, and he just comes out, and Sarah is so shocked because she he's thinks he's going to kill yeah. her. And then he gets to say the iconic words of "Come with me if you want to live," yeah. which I think was really good. Which then goes into that jaw-dropping bit where the T one thousand just walks through the prison bars. Yeah, Doctor Silverman. I think he's got. <laughs> he hasn't, it's not yeah. a cigarette, but it's not. It's a plastic cap from an. Uh, uh, the, the, the ejector, ejector yeah, it's just like hanging yeah. out of his mouth, stuck to his bottom lip, and he can't believe what he's seeing. <laughs> because that and that, everybody, I think I'm sure everybody was the same thing. Because you're looking at it, going, oh, oh, he can't get, and he just sort of walks through, and the only thing to get caught is the gun. gun. Yeah, because it's like, oh, oh, that's oh, better turn that, and then and it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that uh, and the the ferocity of. Of that scene where he gets um, shot directly in the face and his head yeah, sort of yeah. splits open, very, very the thing like, yeah. and and then sort of joins up. Yeah, and the lift doors close, and then he puts his like the, the hands go, and then his the shape changes to pull the doors open. But that that whole scene after that, when he's like running down the road, he is running out. He's running full sprint. He, I think he said he had to learn. He had to learn to run that quick, but with not, but breathing only through his nose. Really. If you notice, yeah, he had to learn to to run differently to to be that yeah. that sort of cat, you know, yeah. something different. But he's running for but, a fair old way. He's, uh, yeah, I'd have been yeah. pretty fit to do that. Oh, well, like, I don't do no running, but if you were to see me, you'll clearly you clearly know I don't do no running. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll only run after the pizza bloke if he's forgotten something. <laughs> That is the only time I would run for food, I think, or, mu- or money. If someone's chucking money out, I might run for that a bit, but yeah, definitely for food. This was supposed to have extra pepperoni. <laughs> right. Some of the action sequences in this is just unbelievable. I mean, the the the, the helicopter, you know, the, the fact that he's got the minigun, he shoots all the police cars, you know, there's, there's so much. You could do a whole show just on this one film, yes. which we haven't got time on, unfortunately, but there's bits where you know that the helicopter when it goes under the road the bridge that was all done for real you know unbelievable stunts the the fact that he rides the truck like a surfboard because remember the truck flips over and he's on top as it's skidding across the road it's one of them films where it's like almost non-stop action every other scene is like action if you like there's not many scenes where there's nothing going on yeah, um, and I, and that's what I love about it. It's like the pace of the film is like it's just it's just constant. There's a lot of comedy in it as well because you've got bits where uh, obviously where, some bits that were took out where uh, the T the the T eight hundred 
learns how to smile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, uh, the, and that makes me laugh. Yeah. I, because it is, you just... Uh, and that comes up a lot more in the later films. But well, Uncle Bob. Uh, yeah, yeah, Uncle Bob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and I just think that, um, you know, the, the special edition... It should have been in there. I mean, because they where they remove the chip from the Terminator and and switch it, and and Sarah is just about to smash it. To, to smash yeah. it. Uh, and no, no, you know, and, and John Connor stops that, and and then becomes the leader that he's meant to be by saying, "Look, no, this is you need to listen to me rather than listen to you." Yeah, you've had your turn. It's now like over yeah. to me. But the fact that Michael, like you said, Michael Bean's in a dream sequence right at the start, that's really nice because it really connects both the films. Yeah, it's a shame they cut that out, really. I think that was that was a good scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the, the with the Terminator learning to smile. Also, there's a bit at the end as well with the Terminator where he starts to glitch and he gets stuck to certain stuff. As he's walking, his feet get stuck to the yes. floor and take on the texture of the floor. That was after when he, he holds... melted through the, the, the liquid hydrogen, is it? The, the, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, the liquid nitrogen, nitrogen and stuff like that. It's after after the very famous Asta La Vista yeah. Yeah. You know, when he just disintegrates. I love that Then scene. coming back. There's... Yeah, because he's like shatters into like loads of little pieces of like little, well, we call it, we call it mercury for the sake of it. I'm sure that's what they used when it melted and it come back in. But then, you know, to see it slowly melting and then it all just going into one big kind of like bubble if you like and then he's like he's almost complete isn't it and he walks up to that last little bit just puts his foot out and it just like goes into his foot <laughs> yeah it's little things like that I, I, I think that's great because there's, there's a little bit in, in, in the theatrical where he does glitch and you see the lines running through him it runs up yes. through his head past his neck through his face but if you you know you're looking at it going well, what what was that because you haven't got in you haven't got the context of this has happened before yes. So he has that ripple effect through him. Then you see him sticking to the floor, sticking to railings, to, um, to railings, yeah. and taking on the texture of the tape. Yeah. So you know something is not right. Something they've done is actually making him go wrong. Yeah. So there's a chance because there was a point I think that Cameron said when he said we've made this this enemy that we don't know how to kill mm-hmm. him. We've made him so good. That we're up against ourselves now to work out a way. Well, how the hell can we get rid of him? <laughs> You've got that bit where the uh, the T one thousand comes into Sargadine, doesn't he? And he and he and he realizes that's when they escape with through the uh, with with the police van, yeah. and he crashes and he's on the bike and he crashes through and onto the helicopter and then through the helicopter window and then headbutts the through window, the, yeah. <laughs> the helicopter and just says, "Get out." Yeah. Because that's a little nod to what Schwarzenegger said in the first film to the chappy when he got into that truck. Yeah. He after the truck run him over, he then got into the van, said to the, the chappy who was sitting next to him, "Get out." So that's a little nod to. And that. also, I think you know what we failed to mention is um, Miles Dyson as well. Um, it, yes, as he played by Joe Morton, um, director of special projects at Cyberdyne Systems. Basically, that chip that he's trying to recreate that they've got locked up and also with the arm as well has been salvaged from the Terminator from the first film um, I thought that was good as well that they're trying to, he's trying to reverse engineer the ship and the chip and like that scene where he's, they're in the house he's kind of like got a replica of it but it's like massive because um, <laughs> they don't know how to reduce it down to the size that you know um, that was from the well, first even film. after he's been shown you know if you carry on doing this you know the world's going to end this yeah. is what you create and Arnold's, Arnold Arnold loves the bit. skin after cutting it off his yeah, yeah. how did and they do that you know it's so clever I think somebody said now if you watch it with I mean because there's a lovely 4k um, option on on Apple TV yeah. and you can see a little wire I think going across Arnold's chest oh. where it that's you know because that was helping to actually a- animate the the hand right. um but the fact that obviously you know the way he literally yeah. rips the skin off it was really off, and then you good. just see that yeah you know so visual the fact that this is you know what you do this is what will yeah. happen you know it says a thousand words doesn't it it's... Uh, and the way that they um you know finally managed to destroy the t1000 you know in that is it like a, a steel works is it like a metal yes. steel works isn't it and a yeah. bit of lava yeah. and I, I love that when he's like he eventually gets shot and he falls in and as he's going down into the lava he's, his face is changing to all the characters that he's kind of like overtook throughout the film kind of thing um, I thought that was good that's a clever scene that 
It was. It was. Very good. Very good. Uh, the, also, as well, Linda has a twin sister. Yes, she does, and she was in the... Um, is it the scene where... Uh, it's like almost a dream sequence again where the children are playing in the park? Uh, yeah, I think she did. She she played that part, because she also played the part where she's like the mirror image of, of Linda Hamilton when they're changing the chip. Ah. But, of course, that scene got cut. But then also when there's two Lindas... That where one of yes. them is meant to be the T the T one thousand. That's that's her. Ah, okay. So, but she's she's not she's not interested in a movie career. She literally just is like a twin. Just helped out for that film kind of thing. Yeah, ah, yeah, cool. that's right. But um, oh, come on then. Yeah, tell us the um, and... the iconic bit that I know we we'll, we want to talk about. I can't. At, at the... I, I can't. I can't. I can't do it without cropping. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, John Connor, he, he doesn't want him to go. You know, he's now he's now oh, he's no. like his best mate. He's like a almost a, like a, a father figure to him. You know, he's got so attached to him, yeah. he don't want him to go. But you know, he has to because he's that one more chip. He's he's got to be destroyed. That's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, and and that I think that got many people. Yeah, <laughs> I have to skip past that bit. Just go straight to the credits. It's fine. It's such a it's such a lovely <laughs> lovely bit, you know. Actually, uh, sorry, sequence. It is, and and it really and it makes you it, to spin it round with the fact of what he was like in the first film to care that much about him in the second film. Yeah. Uh, I I thought it was really good, and it kind really of like good. for me. That could, they could have ended it there. That could have been the end of the Terminator films, and I, I would have been quite happy with that because, that, for me, that was a a great finish. You know, I thought I personally thought that was it that, that they were done. Um, they had stopped, you know, the future war, and um, for what what we thought they'd stopped it anyway. And I just thought that would have been a really good. And as far as James Cameron's concerned, I think at the time that was it for him as well. He had, he had done with the story as well because he then sold the rights after that. But we'll get onto that in a bit later. But yeah, for, as far as he's concerned, I think he was he was done with that, that film. He was moving on to other things. Yeah, I think he I think he had maybe he had something in the back of his mind because before we get to Terminator 3, you had a, a Universal Studios ride called uh, T2 3D Battle Across Time. And that came out in 1996. And it's like a live action show interacting with like a 3D film. Right. And uh, James Cameron directed it. You know, Schwarzenegger and Edward Furlong is in it. Okay. And it's it's on YouTube if you want to look at it. So somebody actually filmed the whole thing because it, it no longer exists. It closed in 2012. Right. Um, I was lucky enough to, to get there and actually see it. And I loved every minute of it. Um because you do have these things going off all around you and and the 3D and it at the time it was obviously before um Terminator Salvation and and it's set more in the in the future war side of things where they try and go after uh Skynet so basically I mean John and Sarah arrive uh the presenter that you can see is is killed by a T1000 uh Arnold bursts through the the screen on a bike yeah grabs hold of John Connor and then it then sort of takes a bike road back into the future war and they descend into the core of sort of Skynet. Um and it, it's easier for you to watch it if you watch it on because it's only twelve minutes long is the, the actual experience if you want to call it that. And it at the still now it cost twenty four million dollars to film and still now, it makes it the most expensive movie shot per minute. I mean, nothing has come close. Even that was a even now. Even though that was a ride, it had a bigger budget than the whole of the first film. That's yeah, crazy. But, well, yes, exactly. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah, uh, and the fact that it's it per minute it, that has the most expensive. It's the most expensive film ever made, and still is. No. I'll have to watch it. I haven't seen it, so I, yeah, I know I'm aware there was a Terminator ride, but I didn't. I've never seen it. If you get a chance, look look it up on oh, YouTube yeah, it because it's good. Yeah. It was great to experience it, but also it gives you that little more insight in the fact that there was some ideas from Cameron for a number three, but he was quite happy to just do this yeah. and walk away yeah. and leave it. He felt like you say that it finished round about yeah. then, and if and I think there was just this little thing he wanted to tell. Yeah, and if there hadn't been any more Terminator films, I think that would have been a good finish. Yes, there didn't need to be any more. But there is. But there is. <laughs> And it's called Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. So basically this story is a machine from a post-apocalyptic future travels back in time to protect a man and a woman from an advanced robotic assassin 
to ensure they both survive a nuclear attack. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. Uh, it's directed by Jonathan Mostow, who did uh, Breakdown with Kurt Russell and U five seven one. Unfortunately, we don't have Brad doing the music. No. We now have Marco Beltrami, which is all right. Mm. To be honest with you. In all of the films, there isn't really much to write home about as regards to the music, apart from the main theme when it's used, which, of course, is Brad's. Uh, This was released in 2003. Arnold's now 56. It had a budget of $180 so nearly double the amount of Terminator 2. Hell, though. But it did make $433 so it made a profit. How could the budget have been bigger when, in comparison, the special effects were nowhere near it? Well, I think, you know, if you, if you consider, you know, 1990... Oh, the cost of uh, living and everything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, everything's sort of gone up yeah. since then. Um, it starred Arnold Schwarzenegger as a Terminator. Nick Stahl as John Connor, uh, not Edward Furlong, who was asked, but unfortunately with the problems and drug problems he was going through at the time, he was not fit enough no. to come back to the movie, but he was asked. Uh, and Claire Danes as uh, Kate Brewster, who would obviously be... would get... To, get with John Connor in the future war because she's also in Terminator Salvation but obviously played by somebody yep. else. Again, we have Earl Bowen as Dr. Silverman. Hey. Uh, it was actually going to be originally in a script, an early draft of the script, it was actually going to be Lance Henriksen's character who had survived the cop station shootout right. but was in a wheelchair. Oh. But that would be good. That got that got scrapped and they brought back Dr. Silverman, which I think was That's okay. That's by me. I love Dr. Silverman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've got the lovely Christina Loken as the TX. Yeah, un- totally unknown to me before that film. Um, I've, I don't think I've seen anything since either. But, um, no, not really, no. <laughs> the prettiest Terminator there is. In all. I think she's done Blood Rain, which is like a, a film about a, a, a console game. Oh, okay. But apart from that, yeah, I must admit, I haven't seen it. One of the interesting things about this, got nothing to do with the story, is Arnold negotiated, because he spoke to James Cameron, and he said, I don't really want to do it if you're not involved. And he said, well, and and James said, look, do it, but just ask for loads of money. And Arnold went, okay. And he got $29 million for doing the film, plus 20% of the profits. How did he manage that? (laughs) <laughs> because you can't really do a Terminator Well, film. admittedly, he's pretty un- at this point, he's now unreplaceable as the Terminator, isn't he? Yeah. 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 And, the, and this was literally just before he was going to go into politics. Yeah. So this was, I think this was his last film uh, before he actually went in. Um, as I say, he, he plays the T-850, not the T-800. Uh, uh, Linda Hamilton was actually asked, but her part was quite small in it. Yeah. And she said that to be honest with you, I think my story arc is finished. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see that. the point of me coming back. I and that. and I think she was yeah. right. It wasn't because it was a small part, it was the fact that she felt that the story had been done and and that was it. Because it starts off with John saying that they'd, you know, stopped Judgment Day. He's off the grid. But the fact is that this whole film revolves around the fact that you can't stop Judgment yeah. Day. You can only postpone yeah. it. Because, like, you know, the whole tagline, wasn't it? Um, the future is not... There is no fate. The future is not set, kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, nobody can predict how what's going to change uh, in the future. So, which is, like, an interesting twist on the whole story, really. They could have... In any of these films, they could have gone anywhere because they could pretty much conjure up anything in the future um, and bring it into, like, our modern day than what we have now. So, yeah, I'm not sure about this film. It's, it's a bit... It's, Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I like the idea of it, but I don't know. For me, it, it didn't have what the first two had for me. It, it definitely lacked a, a lot of the, like, you know, story, the action, um, the acting as well. And it, I don't know. It's just it's lacking for me in, in, in quite a lot of respects in, for the other two. I, I do think, apart from Arnold, I, I think there was a mis, miscasting, to be honest with you. I mean, Nick, Nick Stall. He 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 does an okay job, but not really. What's he known you know, for? He, he just. I've never seen known for. I've never seen him. I think anything. he he was in one, he was in a Sin City one. He was in Sin City, yeah. but again, he played a weird weird character yeah. in that. That's the only other thing I've seen him in. I, I don't think he was a strong enough character to do it. It would have been uh, maybe this all would have been different if Edward 
Furlong had not gone down that path. Yeah. If he had managed to stay strong and, and, and just keep going and actually had a part in this, we could be saying something yeah, different. Maybe. It could have it could have gone from strength to strength. Yeah. But I think the miscasting of, of him, uh, and I think even Claire Danes, uh, she wasn't... Um, I'm trying to think who... Uh, I think there was somebody else who, who was meant to play that part and then she couldn't do it. Or they just they said, no, I'm sorry, you know, we, we can't Wasn't it the, work with the you. Terminator? Wasn't she was got offered the part as Kate Brewster first? I don't know. I remember know. something to do with know. her character being offered a different role. Um, but then they ended up casting her as the TX. Oh, right. I, I, I must admit, I don't know. I mean, and I know that... that Claire Danes was brought in, and she was literally learning her lines day by day kind of thing. on the mor- on the mornings of the takes. Yeah, that's not good, is it? So, that's never a good that's, sign. That's that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, that's that's a lot of pressure, and, and it, it, there's something a bit off. But you, you know, you can't knock it for you know some of the, the the action scenes. But like even at the start, you know, you've got Terminator coming in as you know thinking that he's a stripper. Yeah, you know, you've got the stupid glasses he the, puts on, the, which which sh- I was is it the star shape? Yeah, yes. And and that that lost it for me then because it was like, whoa, hang on a minute, you're you're not even sort of homaging the the fact of the glasses. You're you're making, making taking fun out of, it. out of it, and it's like, no, you know, this is there's a way of being able to 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 run with the story, but not completely ruin yeah. it by by doing something like that. That that I still try to get out of my head whenever I watch it. Yeah, it was the first. Especially with the second film, it was brought in as a bit of a comedy element because of the sunglasses of the first film. But yeah, in the third one, it didn't work as a comedy element. It was more like a, uh, a, a taking the mick out of the fact the whole sunglasses thing from the first two films. Yeah, no, yeah, it was like oh, I didn't sit he too has well. to wear sunglasses. Yeah, that didn't sit yeah. too well with me. I didn't like that bit. But you know, let's not completely knock the film. Um, it does a good bit well, in the, it. The, as, as I say, the the. Um... The fact that she can communicate with other machines, you know, she she drives the other cars and stuff like that. It's it's a good little spin on it. Um, the 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 crane sequences that's good when so yeah good. when he's, she's yeah. got Arnie on the other end and he's going through all those buildings. Yeah. that was good. Sorry to interrupt you, but the st- bit that stands out for me before that, yeah, even from the first fight scene between you know the TX and the the T eight fifty. Um, you know, she hits him and he like falls right back into that building and kind of like almost shuts him down to a degree. And um, he's off for quite a while. And the two cops come along um, after, you know, because they, you know, they come along to try and clear the scene and they're like trying to pick him up. <laughs> and he just ain't moving because he weighs like a ton, you know. It's like, <laughs> and then he wakes up and, and he just gets up. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah, that again, and that's all mentioned in in the dark fate thing is the fact that she's like well, she realised you're like four hundred pound yeah. or whatever like that. Yeah, that's quite good. The fact also the the little twist in the in the thing is the fact that you know in Sarah's coffin she's got all these guns, guns and stuff like that, yeah. and, and uh, that's where you got the the Doctor Silberman bit where yeah, well because he's like you know he's talking to uh, Kate Brewster on, on the back of an ambulance and. Um, you know, he's talking to her about you know how the mind can play tricks on you because uh, he's seen some things in Terminator Two with the T one thousand coming through the metal bars and everything. And then the next scene is you see Arnie walking out with this coffin full of guns on his on his shoulder, and then he got the like, he turns and Doctor Seelberman gets to see his face, and then all of a sudden he just starts running off into the distance because he can't <laughs> believe that he's seeing like you know a face that's not <laughs> aged <laughs> in, in like ten years. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and and again, this this little bit says you got great fight scenes, but then the, you know that the, again the fight scene between the Terminator and and uh, and the TX is in a toilet. Yeah, why you have got all these places to have a decent fight and you've done it in a toilet? Yeah. I do like the bit when um, is it they're in a is it like a particle accelerator accelerator where they manage to get through it and they switch it on and like she gets into it and she like gets stuck to it and like a, like a whole. Like out of shell is starting to fall off and stick to it. I I, I thought that was quite a good effect. I th- I think she I think ev- apart from Nick Stoll and, and Claire Danes, which I just just they, they haven't got that chemistry. I, I don't I mean, even the fact that uh, you know Christian Bale and, and Bryce Dallas Howard in, in Salvation has more chemistry yeah. than these two. Um, it was very false. Well, very pushed, wasn't it? Uh, Chris, 
yeah, I mean, Christina, she, she does a really good job. She's a, a, an excellent Terminator. Yeah, no, but, yeah. But okay. she brings a she brings a lot to that to that character. Yeah, and the the you know because you think she's she's trying to be both. She's trying to be Patrick, uh, and she's trying to be Arnold. Yeah. And she does a really good job, and I think it's just the film as a whole is not good enough. That for that know, Terminator, d- d- yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one bit as well is the deleted scene with uh, Arnold saying he's the face of the Terminator. Right. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched it, and <laughs> he starts talking, and he goes, "Hi, my name is John Candy." Oh no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> and then he puts his his head. And he's saying, you know, I'm going to be the face of the Terminator. No, no, I'm seeing it. And then you're watching it as a promotional video, and then you see the two office people, the two two suits, saying, Ugh, "Don't know his, I don't like his his voice." And this other chap turns around, and in Arnold's voice says, "Don't worry, we can change it." <laughs> and of course, obviously, they use his voice for it. Oh, excellent! So That's great. That that is a, a bit of a highlight for me, but it's not even in the film. It's a deleted uh, scene, so um, it, it was good. I would say for me, this one is is the most unmemorable. I agree. Terminator film. I agree. Unfortunately, yeah, I agree. It, it was good. I mean, the crane sequence was really good. I think I think I wanted to like this. Yeah, the whole premise of the film is that like, they thought they'd stop Judgment Day in Terminator Two, but it it turns out that there's been a new date set. So it's supposed to be was it 1997 or something like some new date. Um, and I think I think as well they did like an Alien Three, you know they they literally got rid of characters. characters. Yeah, they, they're not in it anymore. And you think, well, hang on, I've, I've invested a lot of time with yeah. these. The, these made it. It wasn't just the Terminator. It was the Terminator and Sarah Connor yeah. and, and and John. You know, all these three people were wrapped up. I, I do like the, the the extent of the story where it wasn't the, the film wasn't about trying to stop Skynet. It was trying to protect. John and Kate for what would come become in the future. So, you know, yeah. it was all about getting them into a safe location. Whereas throughout the film, we were thought it was about again stopping Skynet. So I quite like that. I did like the bunker scene at the end. I, I thought that I like the fact that they went underground and all the rest of it. But just uh, where they where it was set, I, I don't know. I just I just didn't like it. And like all of a sudden, he becomes this tough guy at the end of the film where he starts. You know, he, he hears across the microphone someone calling for help. And like you know, all of a sudden he he becomes this big this leader, and he starts talking in the microphone as though he, he's the leader of the resistance. It's like, but throughout the film, you've been a bit of a weak wet lettuce. Yeah, and, and not only that, you're thinking more: is this a continuation of two? Yeah, what you've been through would have would have made you quite a hardened person to just go. I'm not putting up with any stuff, you know. Anything. Yeah. And, and he's he's not. He's just he's not thought out very and, well. He's not. A and who put him in the leader of the resistance? You know, who said that he was? The head of resistance at that point. He just said, "I'm the head of the resistance." Someone yeah. else could have come over and said, no, "Hold on a minute, no, I am. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. I, I'm the one who called you." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the... suddenly five people behind him go, "I'm the leader of the resistance. <laughs> I'm the leader of the resistance, and so is my wife." <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely lots in that film where it, it just didn't sit right with me. I don't, I don't know. I just I don't watch it that often because. Out of the, all the films, it's it's not up there as one of my my favourites, and it just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, it, it annoys is, me when I watch is... it more than anything. <laughs> it, for me, it is one of the weakest. We one, one, definitely one of the weakest of, of the whole lot. There was meant to be a director's cut of T three, but it's never materialised. So I don't know where that was going. Oh, I'm quite pleased that so... there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I might have had another twenty but, minutes of pain. <laughs> no, look, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a bad name. It's not a bad film. If you haven't watched it, go see it. it. It's it's a good film. It's just compared to the rest of the Terminator films, it's not up there. No, no, I agree. Totally agree. Okay, well that wraps it up for part one of our Terminator special. We both hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And a review on iTunes would be much appreciated. You can also contact us via our email address, which is dtbots77 at gmail.com, and our Twitter account, which is at dtbots, D-T-B-O-T-S, down the back of the sofas. We can also be found on Podbean, which hosts our website, as well as our Facebook page. So tune in next time for part two. We'll be back.
I need a motorcycle. And I need a helmet. 